for VBS. Um, and I definitely, uh, I didn't get to see everybody raise their hands, but I, from Lee's expression, it looked like VBS has definitely made an impact on all of us in this room. Um, and I grew up at VBS in a small country church. That's where uh, my father was a pastor. And yes, um, we never got the good kind of Oreos. We got like the generic Oreos when it came to snack time. Uh, anybody was like that? Anybody had the generic Oreos? Like, um, or maybe like the Kool-Aid, like the Kool-Aid, like as the week progressed when it comes to VBS, the first day you get the good Kool-Aid and then they just mix it with the next Kool-Aid. And by the end of the week, you got like that much Kool-Aid and that much like slime that you have no idea what it was, but it was delicious. Um, kids today have no idea because it's all organic. Um, but uh, it is an exciting time to be here at Stephen Street. And, and, and VBS for our family has another meaning um, because it was this time last year we were moving to Cookful to be a part of this church. And we are so grateful to be a part of Stephen Street. Me and my wife, we're still, it feels like we're in the honeymoon stage. Stephen Street and with her. Um, but, uh, but it's one of those things where, man, I am just so blessed when it comes to be able to work with these pastors. Um, I am so blessed to be able to work with the staff that we have here. Like, to have the type of unity is a blessing. And, 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 and just to be able to uh, serve alongside of them and be able to uh, minister to you has just been a blessing for our family. Well, this morning we continue through our series of the Ten Commandments. In particular, we're going to be looking at commandment number five, honor your father and mother. Now, you may be asking, now, Pastor Micah, we have done commandment one, two, and three. Why are you skipping over commandment number four, which is to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy? Well, the reason is, is because Pastor Scott and Andy have been keeping a list of people that have not been a part of Sunday mornings. And Scott wants to come on that Sunday morning to basically share his grievance for all those folks who have not been here on Sunday morning. Um, but no, no, that's, that's not why. Uh, he just has a small list. Um, but this morning we're going to look at commandment number five. And I think it's important for us as we look at this commandment to just for a moment step back and look at the whole structure of the Ten Commandments. Because if you look at the Ten Commandments, you can divide it up into two parts. The first part would be commandments one through four. And those commandments teach us how to love and obey the Lord. And they're very unique to the uh, ancient world. They would have been very countercultural. They would be very radical. And I would say that the same thing applies today. And if you take commandments number five through ten, those commandments teach us how to love one another. Because our love for God must come first. Because we can't truly love one another unless we love the Lord. That our love and obedience to God will inevitably affect the way that we love and respect each other. And so this morning we come to a pivotal uh, shift in our understanding of the commandments because the focus has been on the Lord and now our focus is on how do we serve each other? How do we love each other? And I think it's pretty clear today as we kind of see in our world how broken it is when it comes to honoring our father and mother. I mean, been around kids, and you have those moments where the kids just treat their parents with such utter disrespect. Or maybe you had those awkward moments where you're around a teenager who's just like yelling at their mom and dad, and you're just kind of like, how do I get out of this quietly and not have to be a part of this? Or maybe today you've seen videos of people who uh, almost encourage and laugh at when their kids are being disobedient, they'll post it on social media. Or we have an aging population of folks who, who never see their family members who've neglected them. We need to be reminded of the importance of why this commandment is in the Bible. As in fact, you see this brokenness in the Bible. 
We think of stories in the Bible that teach us and show us about how people did not honor their mothers and their fathers. I mean, think about Cain and Abel. I don't know about you, but if you kill your sibling, I, I would definitely uh, credit that as being a, an act of dishonoring your family. We think about Noah, and after the flood, what does he do? The Bible teaches us that he gets drunk on some wine, and it says that he exposes himself in a tent, and his sons walk in on him, and instead of covering him up, they dishonor him. We think of Jacob and how he lies to his father, who is blind, to, re- to steal his brother Esau's uh, blessing. And even Jacob's sons, what did they do? Man, they decided to kill or hide, let me say this, hide um, a murder when it comes to their younger brother, Joseph. So the commandment is very relevant then, and it's very relevant for us today. So if you would this morning, if you would please join me in the reading of Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, and stand with me as we look at God's word this morning, out of Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, with commandment number five. Hear the word of the Lord out of Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, when you come to this commandment, what you see is that it comes in two parts. The first part in this commandment is is the command itself, to honor your mother and father. And the second part of this command is that if you do this command, there is a blessing that you will receive. And so now, let's just take a moment and look at the first part, to honor your father and mother. Now, when I first... When you first kind of look at this commandment, you kind of look at it, and I don't know if you're like me, I see it as one where it's like, why is this the first commandment we see in this kind of pivotal shift in us and teach us how to love one another? I mean, shouldn't it be a commandment that says, be more compassionate, be more loving, be more forgiving? But the Lord knew exactly what we needed to hear in this commandment because it's fascinating that our love for our neighbor starts in the home. As one commentator once said, he said, just as the relationship with Yahweh is the beginning of the covenant, so this relationship between parent and children is the beginning of society, the inevitable point of departure for every human relationship. No other human relationship is so fundamental, and none is more important. If we do not respect authority at home, we will not respect it anywhere. And so here, what what Lord gives us, he says, if you're going to love each other and love one another, it's got to start with the home. It's where it has to begin. And so what does it mean to honor your father and mother? Well, it's important for us to look at that word honor. Because if you look at the word in Hebrew, it means heavy or weightiness. It comes from the same root word as you get glory. As you look in throughout the Old Testament, that it's associated with the glory of Yahweh. To give someone honor like this is not meant for us to take it lightly, but to see it as and acknowledge it as worthy. And so when you honor your father and mother, you are basically acknowledging their importance. You're acknowledging how, um, you're meant to acknowledge how significant and value and, 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 and as a gift from the Lord. And so it's not to be taken lightly, but when you honor your father and mother, you are giving them such respect. Because this honor isn't just meant to be just for the father or just for the mother. Does it say that? No, it says that both the father and mother both equally share in that honor. Like, yes, fathers have a, a role in the family. Yes, mothers have a role in the family. But when it comes to honoring them, they're both on the same playing field. One's not greater than the other. And the Bible also warns to children what, it, what happens if you rebel against your parents, if you dishonor your parents. 
In Leviticus chapter 20, verse 9 says this, For anyone who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood is is upon him. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 through 19, verse 21 says this, If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and though they discipline him, will not listen to them, uh, then his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him out to the elders of the city at the gate of the place where he lives. Then all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. Ouch. So you shall purge the evil from your midst, and all of Israel shall hear and fear. So kids, if you want to know why there are so many big rocks in front of the church, here's your answer. We've got your name. Behave. Jesus said, and just kidding, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 4, he says, For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles his father or mother must surely die. Whoa! This is heavy stuff. God makes it very clear that dishonoring your parents is a terrible sin to commit. Because the reality is this, is that if you cannot honor your father and mother, you can't show them the respect that they deserve, how then can you really deserve, how really can you show God the same type of respect or any authority figure at that matter? Is that if we want to be faithful, to love God, and we want to love others, we must start by honoring our father and our mother. And here God tells us if we honor our father and mother, there is a blessing. Kind of like if you have raised kids before, and you're like, hey, if you do this, you get this in return. Because God knows how we act, and he knows how we're all just children in disguise. And so when we obey this command, it serves our best interests. So let's look at the second part in this command, the blessing. Here in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, the latter part says this, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Here, the motivation to keep this command to living is to live long in the land given by God. What does that mean? What does, it, excuse me, what does that not mean? And so this verse doesn't mean this, that if you obey this commandment, that somehow you will get to live to be a ripe old age of 120. If you just name it and claim it, and you apply this commandment in your life, that God is going to give you long life. It's not what this commandment is talking about. Nor is this commandment teaching us that if someone dies at a young age, the reason why they died is because they did not follow this commandment. That's not what it's talking about here at all. So what is this blessing that we receive if we honor our father and mother? You see, for the Israelites, this commandment, or this would have been a special meaning, this promise, this blessing. See, God has just delivered them from slavery, and he's giving them their land, a promised land. And all they have to do to stay there is to honor their father and mother. Sounds pretty good. Just do that, and you got free rent. But this, this blessing here has so much more meaning. It has a deeper meaning than that. The expression, your days may be long, in the Old Testament would refer to abundant life. You see that in the passage in the Old Testament, it means abundant life, to experience the fullness of God's blessing. Paul in Ephesians 6.23 reiterates this and says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. 
You see, by choosing to honor our father and mother, you can experience this abundant life, a life that's full, a life that is peaceful, a life that is not empty but satisfied. So the question we have to ask ourselves is this. What is this abundant life? What does it look like? And here's what it is. It's found when a father and mother take the responsibility and teach their kids how to follow, how to love, how to honor, and how to obey the Lord. This is both parents in this kind of setting. Both equally share in this responsibility. It's not just the mother's responsibility to teach their kids how to follow after the Lord because they're with the kids all day. It's not the responsibility, solely responsibility on the dad who's the head of the household to do this. But no, equally, both mom and dad, your responsibility is to make sure that your kids know and obey and love the Lord. That abundant life is not found in more stuff. In fact, all of us would agree we have got more stuff than we, than we need. Abundant life is not found in making sure that our kids had a better life than what we had growing up. Abundant life is not found in making sure that they have the best experiences that life has to offer. No, keeping the fifth commandment is essential, not only to point your kids to Christ, but it's the plan for passing down the faith. I mean, think about, um, think about what happens when this doesn't happen within a home. Let's think about Israel. Think about their legacy and their history. I mean, have you read the book of Judges lately? In the book of Judges, it tells us that people did what was right in their own eyes. And when they did what was right in their own eyes, they were walking away from the Lord. And when they did that, uh, God would send some type of oppression on them. Some type of people group would come and, and rule over the people of God. And then he would send a judge, and the judge would come and to deliver the people of God from whatever oppression they were dealing with. And the people of God would repent, and when they would repent they would begin to teach the next generation about what the Lord had done. Then that generation would teach that generation what the Lord had done. But somehow there was a generation that did not do that. And they did what was right in their own eyes. And so you had this, this complete cycle just happened over and over. In fact, if you read through the book of Judges, it, doesn't get, it gets worse as you continue to read through that book. And in fact, if you look at Israel's history, like the reason why they were cast out of the promised land was because they did not follow after the Lord. Parents did not teach their kids how to be faithful in him. And the same thing can happen in our lives. I mean, there's no guarantee in your own home that, that, could, that, that your kids will continue to follow after the Lord. I mean, they have to choose to, obviously. But sometimes I feel like that we may be at a point where our, fam, our parents were, were followers of Christ. And we're followers of Christ, but we're kind of lax when it comes to our kids. And so they don't have the same kind of love when it comes to, to Jesus. They don't have the same kind of love when it comes to being a part of a local body of believers. And so it could easily happen to us. And so here, we're reminded of the importance and the blessing that if parents who don't take this responsibility, it could get serious for us. And of all the motivating ways children can honor their parents is to receive this blessing, is to listen to what their parents say about the Lord, is to encourage them to believe and confess Christ, to see their parents live out their faith, to watch their parents worship, to be with their parents when they share the good news of the gospel with somebody, to watch their parents go on a mission trip, but most importantly, going on a mission trip with their parents, to witness their parents read and discuss the Bible, to hear their parents pray, to watch their parents love and serve his church, and to see their parents ask forgiveness when they have sinned 
against them. You see, this command, um, this commands us to honor our father and mother because this is how many people first came to know the Lord. And I think there's a way that we can see this happen right now, how we know this blessing is true. And you can raise your hand all the way or you can kind of just put it aside. It's okay. I know raising a hand can be really uncomfortable in church. Um, so let me ask this question. How many of you came to faith because your mom and dad either led you to faith or you saw by their actions of following after Jesus, you're like, I want to follow Jesus because of what my parents taught live out. How many of you guys are like that? All right. How many of you guys have, have moms and dads who are followers of Christ? How many of you guys have grandparents who are followers of Christ? How many of you guys have great-grandparents who are followers of Christ? How many of you guys have great-great-grandparents who follow Jesus? I'll keep going. How many of you guys have great-great-great-grandparents who follow Jesus? A couple of you guys. I mean, isn't that in of itself a blessing? The fact at some point you're in your generation or your, your family or maybe for your parents or grandparents in that case, someone followed after Jesus. And they begin to teach their kids how to follow after Jesus. Their kids honor them by listening to them. And then in turn, they follow Jesus. And the next thing you know, they're teaching their kids how to follow Jesus. And then they're being obedient and hearing what their parents have to say. And then they follow Jesus. And you have this beautiful, glorious cycle right then and there. What a legacy to be a part of. What a blessing to be a part of. What a great testimony of abundant life knowing that your family is following after the Lord. And that is the blessing that we see here. Generations of Christians within families is blessed by coming to know the Father. And so here's the application part of this. How do we apply this commandment? How do we apply honoring our father and mother? Because I think for some of us, when we hear this commandment, we automatically like think of our kids. In fact, some of you this morning, as you saw that we were going to be doing this fifth commandment, you're probably like kicking them and making sure that they listen throughout the sermon because you want to make sure that they honor their father and mother. But it's important for us to realize that this applies to every single one of us in this room. This commandment is, is meant for you and for me and all of us. Because the reality is, is that as we continue to grow up, our relationship with our parents looks different. But we still have to honor our mother and father. So kids, listen up. Honor your father and mother. God wants you to be respectful towards your parents. He wants you to speak kindly and not talk back. He wants you to listen when they speak. He wants you to not throw fits when you don't get your way. He wants you to obey and do everything they ask you to do. Teenagers, honor your father and your mother. God wants you to speak well about them around your friends. I realize for some of you, you think your parents are the enemy. They're not. They're your biggest support, and they love you deeply. And I realize sometimes you can be around folks that talk terrible about their family and their parents. Don't be that way. Honor them. He wants you to obey their rules and expectations. He wants you to listen to what they say, including their warnings about speaking, uh, spending time with the wrong friends or experimenting with things that can cause permanent physical or spiritual damage. He wants you to talk with them, to be honest with them, to open up to them. 
He wants you to know that a lost world is watching to see how you honor your father and mother. College students, honor your father and mother. Do well in school. Don't waste the sacrifices that they are making. Grow up. You represent your family and you represent Jesus. Don't dishonor them with your actions because you are experiencing new freedoms that come with new temptations. You still need your parents' accountability. You still need their advice. And even now, as you return home, and there are certain rules that maybe you didn't have while you're in school, like going out at 12 o'clock and coming in and out when you wanted to, and your parents are like, we go to bed at 9 o'clock. This is not happening. You come home at this time. You do A, Y, and Z while you're at home this summer. Honor them. Young adults, honor your father and mother. I think there's something about when you turn like 20 outside of you're done with school and you're in your career, like you begin to really see your parents as such a sweet gift. Because you're about to deal with maybe going on to school, or maybe trying to figure out where do I need to work, or maybe marriage might be in the future or in the present. Um, you need their advice. You need their wisdom. So seek their blessing. Seek after them. And as any other advice you can give, honor your father and mother. Parents with kids, honor your father and mother. Aren't you glad I didn't say honor your father-in-law? Like, this is just great about this. Just kidding. Um, my father-in-law's in the room, by the way, so he asked this question whenever we were doing this. Now, does it say anything about father-in-laws? It doesn't, so. Um, so it's parents with kids at home, honor your father and mother. Tell them thank you for the sacrifices they made to raise you. Now, when you have kids, and this is true for me and, and, and Emily, like I remember the first time Annie Beth came home, like I was just petrified. It's like, what do we do? Like, how do we do this? Like, I feel like she's going to die in my care. Like, think that's why you marry a nurse. You don't have to worry about that. Um, but it was just one of those moments where, like, I just realized, like, oh, my goodness, there's so much time and energy that takes into raising a child. And then it made me realize, like, oh, my goodness, like, that's how much love and, and, and time and energy my parents gave to me like I, I never realized that before and it was so eye-opening and just so humbling the fact that I realized that they, they sacrificed so much for me in my life and my brothers and so maybe maybe for you it's just that very simple notion of just man I'm just I'm just thankful for the amount of time that you've been in sacrifice in my life be careful how you treat them our children will learn how to treat us by watching how we treat their grandparents so whenever they leave or maybe in their presence, be kind to them. Show them the respect and honor they deserve. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to obey them. The Bible talks about when you become one, you become your own little family and separate, and you don't, but you still have to honor them. And so here, be graceful, be patient, listen to when they give you advice, value them, and don't take advantage of them. Those who have aging parents, honor your father and mother. There are many of you right now that are in the stage of life where your parents are getting older and can no longer take care of themselves. And it is your privilege to care and provide for them all the way to the end of their life. Proverbs 23, 32 says, listen to your father who gives you life 
and do not despise your mother when she is old. See, honoring our father and mother means giving them certain precedent in life, making them a priority. It means making sure that the next generation, your grandbabies, great-grandbabies, however it looks in your life, they know and value them and their life. Like Emily and I, like one of the things that as, as I've gotten older, I realize what a blessing it is to have grandparents um, who are still alive. I still have one grandfather. She still has one grandmother. And I realize for many of you, you did not grow up with your grandparents. And looking back on it, I, I realized, man, what a blessing that has been. And what makes it even better is being able to bring my kids to, to love on them. Like we went and visited my grandfather who's an assistant living in Cleveland, Tennessee. And my parents visit him once a week. But when they go and visit with him, he just kind of sits there. But man, when my kids come, like I'm worried that they're going to knock over everything in the assistant living home. But when they come, like he just lights up. There's just something about when you bring your grandkids or great-grandkids to visit um, people who are, are aging. Like it, it, just, it gives them such a joy and a spirit. But sadly, that is not a case for so many of our aging population. There are so many folks out there who, who never see their family, who never hear for them, or never just has a simple, like, um, a touch and a hug. And here we're called to do so. In Matthew 15, 4 through 5, Jesus calls out some of the Pharisees who refuse to provide for their parents at an, uh, when, in their older age. He accused them of violating the fifth commandment because they were taking money from their families and saying it was for the Lord, but instead they were just keeping it for themselves. And that is just wrong. It's that we have a responsibility to make sure our parents get all the physical, medical, spiritual, and emotional care they need. Now here's another question. What if my parents don't deserve the honor? What if my parents were terrible towards me? And I realize in a room this large that there are some of you who your, your father and your mother were awful towards you. Fortunately, the reality is, is that not all parents treat their children well. And sometimes a parent's behavior can be unhealthy or harmful to their kids. And I want to just say this, is that if you are in some type of danger right now, you need to seek help right away. And maybe that's not the case for you, but maybe your parents were just awful. Maybe their behavior is in such a way, do I still kind of show them this kind of honor? And the answer is this, according not to me, but to God's word. Yes. And here's just three simple ways. First, you start by forgiving them. Jesus knew how hard forgiveness is. He did. I mean, in Matthew 18, 21, verses 22, Peter asked Jesus a question, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me? And I forgive them as many as seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times every day, forgiving them. The way you honor them is just by praying for them, lifting them up to the Lord. The way that you honor them is by demonstrating what the love of Christ looks like, what healthy love looks like, what a father and mother that follows Jesus looks like, what a home that is full of grace, full of compassion, full of forgiveness looks like. Because we need guidance. But we cannot rely on our, if we need guidance, but can't rely on our parents for godly counsel, who do we turn to? Who do we turn to? We turn to the church. Like you turn to one another. Like 
that's the beauty of being a part of a local body of believers is that my problems become your problems and your problems become my problems. Your cares are my cares. Your hurt is my hurt. And that's why it's so important for you to be a part of a life group, to be a part of a community that's here at Stephen Street, because we want you to get plugged in. We want you to, to go to someone that maybe you didn't have a good earthly parents, but man, you've got some good godly parents who are here in this adopted family we call the church. And that's where you need to start with, to get plugged into. But how do we conclude our time this morning? It's just a couple of questions to reflect on. Does your relationship with your father or mother bring glory to God? Do you ever talk back to your parents? Do you ever hide anything from them? Do you speak well of your parents? Are you talking, are you taking the time to strengthen your relationship with them by just talking with them? Are you giving them the care they need and the honor they deserve? Because the reality is when it comes to this commandment and really all the commandments, we fail to keep it. There is not one perfect son or one perfect daughter that's in this room right now, nor will there ever be. But there is one perfect son, and his name is Jesus. Jesus obeyed and followed this commandment and all the commandments perfectly. From his, heavenly father parent, from his earthly parents to his heavenly father, he honored them. That perfect son took on the sins of the world. He paid the penalty for our breaking the fifth commandment as much as for any other sin. And so this morning, if you maybe aren't that perfect child, then I'm going to tell you there is a perfect Savior that loves you. There is a perfect Savior that wants nothing more in your life to know him and to follow after him. And maybe for some of you this morning, you follow after Jesus, but when it comes to honoring your family, you're looking at your life and being thinking, nope, I'm just not doing this. Repent. Turn away. And start doing this with your family. Maybe it just starts with you getting on your phone and calling your mother and father. Maybe it's you taking your grandbabies and you go and you visit those family members who are in some type of assistant living and just need your presence. Maybe for you it's just being open and honest as a parent and being like, I'm just not doing well when it comes to making sure that my kids know Jesus. However you, wherever you are right now, my advice is to turn